Welcome, welcome, welcome to, 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 to the, 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 the Lost in Space After Show. Lost in Space After Show. Lost in Space After Show. We're talking about Lost in Space Season 2, Episode 3. Echoes, 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 echoes. I'm Maria Menudos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, AfterBuzz Everybody, welcome to the Lost in Space After Buzz TV After Show. We're talking about Lost in Space Season 2, Episode 3, Echoes. I'm your host, Elena Jordan, and joining me today, most of our awesome panel, Alice Ford is not here today, but it's alright, we're still holding it down. We're still holding it down. We're holding it down. Never so stopped. joining me, Taylor Gates. Taylor, Taylor and the hates Taylor Taylor Taylor, 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 Taylor. I think we should continue that the whole show. Yeah. I mean, I'm into it always. Yeah. Always, always, always. Yeah. And I was very excited because I got to see this gentleman's tattoo they this saw the evening. E.T. tattoo. It's me, James Maple. It Maple. is Mr. James Maple. 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 He has a dope tattoo on his back yeah. that is actually Alpha Centauri. Yeah. Yeah. It's in a, it's constellation form. Yeah. It's Perfect. Yeah, I was like you, meant to be a, a panelist for this show, so it, it's. It was written in the stars. Right? It really was. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you. Snaps for Taylor. Snaps for Taylor. And I have to say, snaps for this episode too. Yes. What did you guys think of this episode? I loved it. I love how we're finally we found the resolute. Yeah. Um, I feel like we've been building up to this for so long, and so I'm so excited to see it. I'm so excited to see another environment, like they're mm-hmm. on a bigger ship. Um, but of course, not everything goes as planned, because this is Lost in Space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this episode was great, because it, it finally gave us, I think, a bit of like hope. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we've always been encountering this, like, okay, we're about to get... Oh, something happens. <laughs> okay, maybe this... No, something happens. But, but this time, though, I think that we might be on to something good. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm, I'm feeling positive about this episode, so I like I it. Liked I dig it. it. Yeah. yeah, I'm into it. I like that we got a lot of backstory this episode, yeah. too. This was one that was, like, really, really heavy in exposition, but without mm-hmm. feeling heavy-handed mm-hmm. at all. So all of it really moved the story along. I liked it a lot. I was into it. Um, so, yeah, kind of kicking it off, talking about the Resolute and how, you know, they this last episode we left with just knowing, okay, we have the audio signature of the Resolute and I have to say, uh, pat on my back, pat on your back, James, yes. because we totally called it. Boom. We were like, they're going to arrive, and that bad boy's going to be gutted. Empty. And I was more optimistic than you guys. It <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, we're not happy. We know space no. is a barren, terrifying <laughs> wasteland. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they uh, they see the Resolute, and what did you guys think of this song? I it bothers me that they said Space Cowboy in the mm-hmm. the closed okay. captions. It's called The Joker by Steve Miller Band, but I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, that song, creepy playing throughout. What did you guys think of this? Like, I mean, this episode had a lot of very, like, kind of horror yeah, undertones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, oh, this is like, it's usually, you know, it's like a thriller, it's like an adventure, mm-hmm. it's like action, but this, like, definitely went into horror, ter- yeah, into horror for sure. territory. And you guys were saying that it reminded you a little bit of Jurassic Park at parts. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little bit alien-esque. Like, it definitely, yeah. um, you know, was inspired by some of those really classic movies, which was really fun to see, too. For all, like, the gamers out there that know the game Dead Space, 
space. If you've ever oh, played that, yeah. I was picking up big dead space vibes when they got onto the resolute. I was like, okay, a necromorph is about to come out. <laughs> I'm scared. This would be an I'm amazing scared. game, right? too. This would be an awesome game. Producers were talking to Let's you. Go, guys. Yeah, Someone it. who knows about, about technology yeah. makes this game. It's not me. <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> no, this though, we get into this this whole thing where you know they go to the ship. It's all crazy. They get split up, and we find out that it is because. Freaking Smith. It's always Smith. She's always doing something. But I love that we get this whole backstory specifically for her because we get this great interaction with her and Maureen where mm-hmm. she's saying, you know, like, if you really loved yourself, because she's saying, you know, the, the only difference between you and me is that we're both doing for what doing whatever we have to for what we love. Mm-hmm. You love your family. I love myself. She immediately gets shot down with that Maureen retort. If you really loved yourself, you wouldn't be pretending to be somebody else. There were so many great quotes oh, in that conversation. Yeah. So many. I like this was kind of like the verbal sparring of the actual altercation was, that I think we were w- wanting. Definitely. So I think it hit a little bit harder than actual punches. Yeah. So yeah, oh, I think for sure. I think Doctor Smith's attempt. This is one of the first failed attempts I think she's made at trying to manipulate somebody. Where, where Maureen was like, "Oh, that's cute." Yeah, that's really cute. You think you can play those mind games with me, on oh, girl? Next, bye. Yeah, she, she's, she's not having it. She's not easily yeah. manipulated. Like she just has these walls, and they are just concrete. And yeah. I think that it's really, really hard to get to her in particular. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she is just having none of it. No. Like, but we do see that it really is getting to Smith because we see this whole backstory too. And I love that at one point you're like. She looks like Selma Blair right there. And then they immediately were like, don't forget, Selma Blair plays her sister. And you're like, oh, okay. Good casting. But we see this whole thing with Jessica and June and her saying, you know, how she was a mess up and what are you going to do when mom isn't around to take care of you? Um, And then later seeing that, you know, she's had issues ever going back all the way to when she was a kid and when she just wanted to play dress up. And it's kind of this, this, rough situation that we see because we see this whole thing with her you know talking even later with penny and it's like oh man she just really does not she's not really fully processing who she is as a person still yeah i really liked that we did get to see more of her sister a because i loved selma blair and the little tiny bit we got of her like in season one so i was really excited that she was Mm -hmm. back and we got to see more of their interaction and i think that that relationship informs her character so much and even gives more evidence to why she's going after penny so hard because Mm -hmm. you can definitely see similarities about you know obviously not to the extent of like stealing identities and doing things but you know, Penny's kind of the quote-unquote mess of child. I don't think anyone actually thinks that. I know, that, I'm like, she's she, fantastic, she, but she thinks, thinks that. that she is. Yeah. And we see Smith, too, like, this whole thing. I mean, she clearly does not understand familial ties. Oh, because God, no. everything, like, with her sister. I mean, her sister calls her out. We see the the, the flashback with the boat. Oh, and yeah. how it's like, okay, no, 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 you were scamming people all along. And... It's just because you pretending to be somebody else doesn't mean it's not your fault. Right? Yeah, yeah. And that was such a huge thing that was echoed and we hear echoed in her mind. Okay, Probably what's called echoed. You always gotta love when uh, somebody just calls out the episode title nonchalant in it. It has to be some sort of hot tub time machine. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so they have like this whole thing that's echoing back and she's trying to kind of figure out who she wants to be and then ultimately finding out that she ejected 
this man that had a daughter that was left behind and just this whole everything that she's done that she sees even if she doesn't see their face like she was saying about the people on the boat yeah. there's still consequences and later when she does have to see that face the actual face of the people who are left behind and hurt right. It's one of the few times we see her kind of well up and start to break. Even when she's, like, deleting all of her footage and everything. She's mm-hmm. just, oh, it's intense. She's like intense. a brick wall. She's like a brick wall sometimes. I feel, I thought it was really interesting to see that line about um, uh, taking someone's identity. But you, she's like, oh, it doesn't matter. You won't see them. Like, why, why does it matter? I was like, see? That's why you're evil. That's why you're so evil. Because you don't care. Because she like thinks it. that all but crimes are victimless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you don't see the victim, you know that you don't know anything about them. She's like, that's fine. Move along. Give me that money, though. I need that yacht. So yeah, yeah. And man, she's just we. I'm telling you, I'm like, y'all just need to keep her tied up and yeah. locked away. Like, stop letting this mm-hmm. woman... And yet we never learn. We, we never, never learn. learn. We never learn. She's always out and about doing something messed up. You know, one thing we did learn that you pointed out, we learned why she was able to sail. Yeah. Because of the boat that she... The, the identity that she stole when she was uh, riding that boat. Now we know what, how she knew how to sail the, the, uh, the Jupiter. Because yeah. she had to steal on. her stolen boat. That was actually yeah. Taylor. I won't take credit for it. Taylor, Taylor recognized that. Effort. Team effort. Yeah. We need all of us to steer this ship. Yeah, we do. But unfortunately, our team has been split up on this ship. Yes, it yes, has. it has. Uh, so Don, of course, is... The, I mean, I feel like this is just the most metaphorical situation, too, where it's like, okay, the family split up on the ship. It's because Smith has put them in this situation, and Don... Is off in a different ship, just kind of yeah. watching. It's like, I'm not really part of it, but I'm also here, and I'm helping. And it's like, oh, Don, you're so sweet That's with cute. your chicken. He's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love the line at the end. He was like, I was the eyes and the ears. And Maureen's like, mostly the mouth. Because yeah. that just perfectly <laughs> describes his character. <laughs> it was, mm, Don was done. Oh, Don. What <laughs> a guy. But we also have Judy, who has been isolated by herself, but not for long. Yeah. Because this creepy child of the corn shows up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I know I was not the only one who was like, something's wrong with this kid. There's something oh, messed up with no. this kid. All of us. I mean, if we're going to start with horror more movie music and we have some random child who's just like alone, what what does that say to us as yeah. an audience? Like, that's not, that's not normal. No, it's, it's weird. Not. Every trope is like, no, no. And it didn't help that she looked like a little Shelly Long. Like, I was like, you cut her hair to look like Shelly Long in The Shining. That I guarantee. That yeah. part. I was like, a tiny little like, like yeah. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. mm-mm. I, was like, I thought off, she was going to be a off. shapeshifter. I've seen so much sci-fi. I was like, she's the monster. She is the monster. Run, Judy, run. Shoot that little girl. And then I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's good they didn't shoot that little girl. She actually is just a lost little girl. I was definitely wrong in all of my assumptions, and I feel real bad about it. Um, None of yeah. us trusted her, though. No, Literally, no, we no. together. We were like, mm-hmm. like who is this? Uh-uh. Even at the very, very end, when it's like when Ben shows up, and he's like, Samantha, and I'm like, uh-uh, I don't uh-uh. believe it. I don't believe you know that little girl. Yeah. That is no one. Yeah. <laughs> she's a monster. Yep. But no, apparently she's not. Um, but <laughs> not yet. Not yet. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but yeah, so Judy ends up navigating all through with this creepy child, yeah. and she is informed that there are multiple monsters, and it turns out that one of them is actually the robot that will love, like the robot. Yeah. Robot, Our robot. Robot. <laughs> robot. <laughs> <laughs> the bot. Um, so we know that he's still alive, or Will now knows that they're, yeah. he's still alive, and he's very, very thrilled, as, uh, you know, you know, expect. Um, but first, we have to make sure that he survives his Jurassic Park encounter. 
Yes. Because he and Penny, I mean, this was full-fledged Jurassic Park. It really like was. this felt like Jurassic. And I mean, they were even in the dining hall where I was like, this yeah, is full-fledged the kitchen from Jurassic. Like I was like, you just need the jello. Right, right. Is- that, that that moment that they were in the kitchen and they're they're uh, uh, in front of that table, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, just swipe this a side by side scene and we could just make this happen because y'all definitely just took it. Like it was Jurassic Park to know to know when. But it's like, cool. Like it was awesome. In Jurassic yes. dinosaurs in space. In space. <laughs> it's like if Spielberg like teamed up with his best friend Lucas and they were like, "What up? What are we making?" I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, well, what didn't result in Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, so we'll just skim right over it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they end up uh, um, instead being accosted by a horse. Yeah. Yeah. Which was never really explained why this yeah. horse was just like rogue and loose and why they brought a horse to space and right. it was just chilling. I mean, they just, I guess, because Space Cowboy was playing, so there needs to be a horse. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't quite understand. I, I was under the impression that maybe they like brought in different species, but then there no, was no... They never explained it, Yeah, there though. was no, there was no context. There was no so it was one... like, oh, there's, oh, that's just a horse. <laughs> We're not yeah. going. We're not going to talk about t- just, how or why or any other logic. Just, just a horse. A horse. And they're like, here. it's a horse because we need to explain that Penny doesn't like horses, but she does like her mom. Yeah. So we did get some. We did get a little bit of. Uh, that was basically about, what the yeah. horse was. It was like you don't need to know about the horse. It's about her mom. Okay. Yeah. Like, don't worry about the horse. The Mom's whole like thing horses, is like. That's it. Yeah, yeah, she's got. She went to the stable just to be around her mom, even though right. she hates horses. And then we later get that sweet moment where they're reunited, and mom compliments her, and it's like you're always so good with animals. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. really hit me. So really hit sweet. Me that right one got me. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, and this montage, she just dropped in this like <laughs> beauty nugget that Not I'm like, <laughs> the show's so good at that though. It is. It, is. Ugh, it messes with us. Um, but speaking of Maureen, she and John are off isolated as well, trying to get to their kids, mm-hmm. using Dawn as their eyes, like, figuring out what to do. What did you guys think of John's big, like, yelling out the space cowboy lyrics after first trying unsuccessfully to distract his wife? I loved it. Because it was so... It tied in so well with the beginning yeah. where we heard it, and I was like, that's kind of, like, a weird choice. And I was like, oh, that's, like, so... That's such a funny, unique way to do it. Like, he's not just yelling random stuff. Like, the fact that he's singing the song I think is so cool. I loved it. I like it. If I have one suggestion, though, I would change the song. Do you guys know NSYNC? Of course you do. Remember the song (laughs) Space Cowboy? If you wanna fly... Come and take a ride, take a space ride with a cowboy, baby. I was so you hoping know, it was I that think song, that probably know? most people would have recognized the instinct space cowboy I'm version. Who's Steve Miller band? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe okay. that's season three, guys. We don't know. We never in know. Sync, I feel like we're in sync with your in sync idea. I'm into it. I'm all about it. I'd be, I'd be all about that in sync. Dinosaurs and Justin Timberlake. What three. more could oh. you ask for? I'm sh- there's. There's, There's nothing, nothing better. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. Oh, uh, but yeah, so we do have this whole big epic quest, and I like that they're all kind of divided up, and they all have their own individual stories, um, but we get to see them then reunite, and we have this big moment. And then the introduction of Ben Adler, who's like, hey, what up? Yeah, we all abandoned this kid, and I guess none of us ever yeah. came back for it was like, we looked everywhere for you. Clearly you didn't, yeah. Ben, because she just walked right out and was like, yeah. are you here to save me? No one has been up here to save me. Right. Be better, Ben. Yeah, be better. <laughs> be best. Be best. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Let's, 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 let's sit some tea on that. 
So, um, speaking of scarecrows, we have, <laughs> we have the introduction of this other alien that he's like, we have an alien. It's another one. It's the scarecrow. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Huh. And then cuts off. And then next episode is called Scarecrow. So we assume that it will be addressed then. And yeah. everything is a cliffhanger because the show loves to do that. Makes me want to keep watching though. That's why it's bingeable. It it's it why is. it works out. Yeah. It's why it works. Um, but did you guys have any standout moments from this episode that really you were like, wow, this is like MVP moment? Well, I did want to mention because we got a little bit about Judy's biological father, which was yes. yeah. not a question that I had necessarily because last season we kind of got the fact that this was, you know, from Maureen's previous marriage. But the fact that he, I, I'm assuming he died working on the ship or doing something because yeah. he's in this Hall of Heroes. And so I thought that was really interesting about how he's, like, he won't be obviously back in the picture at all because he is passed away and assuming that he was also kind of working on this project, which I was like, oh, that's, like, a cool little nugget to get sort of about Judy's past and even Maureen's past with, you know, her previous husband. I did love that, too. And that it also, I mean, it... Makes sense because it's like Maureen was all about her work. Yeah. So it's like, oh, of course, every aspect of her life, even whoever she was with before, would right. be someone from, from the ship, too. And it also gives us a little bit more insight as to why, you know, that relationship, while the first season they were a little bit more on the rock, she and yeah. John, mm-hmm. it's like she's probably idolizing her husband who has passed and then comparing him to a memory, which is, yeah. you know, pretty much impossible to do. So... Kind of cool that you bring that up for an episode called Echoes. Yeah, yeah. right? It's well, look so at that. Many, I got so many layers. <laughs> so good. Yeah. It's like an onion, this show. Just royals really. and royals. Constantly makes me cry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any last thoughts about the episode before we dive into our special segment? Uh, I liked the moment uh, where where um, uh, John and, and, and uh, Maureen are walking down the hallway together and he singing to her because I feel like that in that moment you don't you don't get really get to see him being like a father and and, and a husband like supportive because he's always they're always so in, in like work mode all the time so it's nice to see him singing to her before the whole scarecrow thing happened um just to try to calm her nerves and she was like I know what you're doing you're trying to make sure I'm not freaking out about my kids being in danger and they are and it's not working so nice try <laughs> but it was a nice attempt I think for him to finally try to like put forth that like paternal father figure good husband you know effort to try to make you know you know light of a, of a bad situation yeah, it didn't quite work but you know <laughs> he's, he's good at that though I remember because I just rewatched season one when they're in the tar pits and it's getting really hot and yeah. he's like oh remember when our air conditioner broke and we just walked around the mall together to yeah. keep cool and I was like I love how he's so good at sort of like bringing light and just like being a storyteller in a way, maybe sort of like Penny, I guess, too. Like, he oh, can yeah. kind of lighten up the situation with all these happier memories and, like, you know, music and art. And I think that's really sweet. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that, too, because Penny's whole thing is that she's talking to Will and she's like, you already had this instant connection with Mom with science. I didn't have one, so I had to invent one. Yeah. Without even fully realizing that she has that storyteller connection with her dad. Yeah. Aww, that's really sweet. sweet. Look at us breaking ah, ground. Look at us being so sweet. <laughs> we are the family therapists right now. We are. We're the real ones. Get out of here, Dr. We're the real Robinsons. You are no one. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about our special segment this yeah. week, too. What we like to call Captain or Space Waste. Mm-hmm. So who was your captain, your MVP of this episode, Taylor? So my captain is John, because I loved him 
heroically singing. I just thought that was such mm-hmm. a great, powerful moment. And then my space was waste. Don, you cannot let Dr. Smith out of your sight. Like, you just yeah. can't do it. Any, I feel like every, like, every space waste is just something about, oh, you let Dr. Smith get away, but yeah. it's, that's a recurring thing. <laughs> Please just keep her in your sight. Just stop. I think for me, Captain this week is going to be, uh, is going to be Judy. Oh, I think, really? I think because she was one of the only of our core cast who went away by herself, though mm. she did meet up with Samantha. And in doing so, she learned, we learned a lot about her as a person and not so much about like that family dynamic, but her personal biological family. So I thought that was really cool. Space Waste this week, not quite a super, super popular character. The horse. Get out of here. Get out of here. What are you even doing? Why are you on board? You contribute nothing but make noise and you're a distraction. Go away. Go away. Go away. We don't like you. I love it. The horse. Space Waste. I'm like, my captain is whoever picked the soundtrack for what would just play in the background of the ship if anything went awry yeah. because the fact that they picked Space Cowboy to go in a loop, like, props to you, sir or madam. Um, no, I think my real captain would be uh, would be Smith because we get so much of her backstory this time. We have, I mean, she still is very, you know, centered, but we start to see these cracks mm. where yeah. she's starting to have some emotion. She's starting to have some regret, some remorse. Um, even the flashbacks with her sister, we know season one, how that ended. Yeah. Uh, so she has this guilt. So I feel like maybe she's starting to develop more of a conscience. Maybe. I don't know. It's still only yeah. episode three, so probably not. But I'm still going to give her captain title. Um, and Space Waste, I would say Samantha. Because it's like, little girl, what were you doing yeah. when everybody was leaving the ship? Like, what? get on the ship with she's your in mom. The bathroom. Like, she's come in the bathroom. on. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually yeah. should give her a captain because she survived on that. <laughs> crazy thing. I th- yeah. That would have been an interesting show to spin off of just this little girl surviving this alien attack. But... It's like Home Alone on a spaceship. Like, <laughs> oh. did your parents leave you at the airport, little without girl? Any funny, on? Without any fun antics. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just a deadly Home Alone in space. <laughs> Can you see her, like, pulling pranks on the robots? Like, doing everything? Yes. <laughs> I'd be into Let's that. Do it. Oh, okay. We are pitching so many ideas. This is gold. Producers. This is gold. Well, if everybody, if everybody wants to keep up with all of your other golden ideas <laughs> until our next episode... Where can everybody keep up with you? You guys can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Terrell James Maple. All one word. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. You can also check me out at relativitypodcast.com. It's a scripted space sci-fi series. It's really good. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Uh, and you can also check me out every week on MEA Worldwide. That's MEAWW.com, interviewing your favorite celebrities. Till next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 